by Hogwarts, a Harry Potter podcast made by kids for kids. I'm Daisy. And I'm Vaughn. And today we're talking about chapter 19 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, the servant of Lord Voldemort. And this was, uh, we're so close. So close. There's only 22 chapters in this book. So we have about, well, we, we don't have about, we have three more chapters basically yeah unless i misread and there are actually more than 22 chapters in this in this novel i think there's only yeah i think uh, um yeah there's i, I, believe, I believe there's, there's only, i believe there's only three more two mm-hmm. yeah i i can't believe we're so close because we've just we've gone we flew through this book yeah maybe to you guys it doesn't feel like we did but i just feel like we're going through the series so fast yeah we're almost I done know. with book three book four i think book four and I think everything after this book, it's going to feel like it takes ages to get through. Because mm-hmm. Goblet of Fire, I I love that book with a passion. I love Goblet of Fire, but it's a long book. Yeah. Um, But I'm really excited to get to the later books. I'm really... Yeah. yeah. They're going to be fun to do, basically, is what I'm trying to say here. Um, And I also would like to report that I have begun my reread of Harry Potter. I know that it is not summer yet. I am fully aware that it is not <laughs> summer yet, but... I figured I would start it now because I have nothing to read right now because I can't, I just, I can't finish books. Mm-hmm. I just have such a hard time with Are you starting off with your picture book or normal? Picture, my picture book. It has no words. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, I mean, my like illustrated the, uh, the illustrator. Yeah, I'm starting with that because I have one through, I've, I've said this before. I have one through four, so I'm going to read those and then I'm going to do five, six, and seven mm. just on the paperback. And I'm just, I'm just really, I'm on, I'm on chapter I'm gonna f- I'm gonna start reading chapter three after we finish recording, basically mm. of book one, and the illustrations are great. So I totally recommend if you have a birthday or Christmas coming up, or if you have money of your own, yeah, try to get the illustrated editions. They're super cool. Yeah, I totally recommend them. So Hermione screamed. That is the first sentence of the chapter. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Hermione screamed. And I just wrote as a whole note, great opener. Like, great way to just kick this chapter off, get us off on a oh good start. Oh my goodness. Snape has revealed himself from the invisibility cloak <laughs> and is pointing a wand. I should scream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine it was one of those annoying it, screams, too. Where, like, yeah. kid, I don't know. I'm trying to, like, envision... It's just, like, a really annoying scream. Like, really high-pitched, really long scream. So that is what I'm imagining that Hermione did when she saw Snape's face. And not because she was frightened, because Snape's face... Yes. It's so terrifying. It's so... It's so horrible. That she had to scream. She was forced, too. So Black leapt to his feet, and Harry jumped. Snape said that he found the cloak at the base of the tree. Snape said that he had been to Lupin's office to bring him his potion, and lying on his desk was a certain map where he saw him running along the passage. He was like, I was in your office and I couldn't help but, but, look, notice. but look in every single drawer you own for any clue you might have been left behind. I, I licked every inch of that <laughs> desk to search for where you might have gone. Oh my, oh my goodness. And I just happened to see the map. I just happened to see it <laughs> before I ate it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so clearly he was he was searching his office, not just bringing the cup. Which, to be honest, everyone here listening, whether you like it or not, everyone who was bringing Lupin a cup of potion would have noticed that map on his yeah. desk and would not have been able to help themselves but to look 
at what it yeah. was. So um, Lupin said that Snape was making a mistake, and Snape said that there would be two more for Azkaban tonight. Lupin oh my goodness. Up, yes, clearly he has an agenda. He's going to. Yes. <laughs> he's going to fulfill it. Lupin asked if a schoolboy grudge was going to put an innocent man in Azkaban, and Snape shot cords. <laughs> Snape shot cords from the end of his wand that wrapped around Lupin. He wasn't able to move. So, yeah, basically he used some sort of spell that, like, I guess shoots like mm-hmm. rope, basically, yeah. and it wraps around Lupin. It's like in his mouth. It's around his arms. It's around his in legs. In his mouth. It's like, you know, a gag. Oh. Yeah. So, gotta get a quick drink of water. Definitely. Because reading Harry Potter just, it calls for It, it makes you thirsty. <laughs> okay, then. Yeah. So, Black lunged out Snape, and Snape pointed his wand at his forehead, saying that if he gave him a reason to do it, he would. Harry, Ron, and Hermione were all confused. Hermione stepped forward and said to Snape that it wouldn't hurt to hear what they have to say. Snape said that they were all already facing suspension from school, and for once in your life, hold your tongue, Hermione. Goodness gracious. Yeah. I obviously cannot do a Snape voice. That was... I, can you do a Snape voice? Say hold your tongue in a Snape voice. Hold your tongue. I can't. <laughs> hold your tongue. What, is that? What, is, what voice hold is that? Your what voice tongue. is that? I don't know. Yeah. It's from something. It's from a video. That, I don't know. That voice that we just both did. Snape said to Black. Oh, wait. It's the, the, um, the Bane voice. We, we recommended oh. Studio C before, but, but Studio C ha- did a, uh, they did a sketch basically where Bane was doing the same voice that we just did. Yeah. Hold your tongue. Yeah, that's the voice basically. Um, so Snape said to Black that vengeance is sweet because he hoped he would be able to catch him. Black said that the joke was on Severus because as long as Ron brings his rat to the castle, then he would go quietly. Snape said that all he had to do was call the Dementors once they get back onto the grounds, because they would be very pleased to give Black a kiss. <gasps> a kiss for me? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, imagine get hearing that. Like, you're escaped, you're gonna explain to these kids what you have to do, you're gonna kill your arch nemesis, and then someone comes and say, you know what, I'm going to let you die, because vengeance is so sweet. No, a fate worse than death. A fate worse than death, yeah. A walking, a walking corpse. Pretty much. So Snape said that they were leaving, and Harry crossed the room to block the door. He said that he had been alone with Lupin several times this year, and Lupin could have killed him at any point. Harry started yelling at Snape. Oh wait, so I basically I left it out, but Snape was like, Snape was like, "How am I supposed to understand the interworkings of the mind of a werewolf?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I thought was pretty funny. Harry started yelling at Snape, and Snape said that he was just like his father, and that Harry should be thinking. Thanking him on bended knee. <laughs> Harry should be bowing. You should be bowing to me. I just saved your life. <laughs> Kiss my boot, Harry. <laughs> this this man was explaining to you calmly a situation that happened many years ago. I've saved your life, Harry. You you didn't even I should be a god to you. Yeah. Snape tried to make Harry move out of the way, and Harry yelled, Expelliarmus! And both Ron and Hermione performed the spell at the same time. Snape was lifted off of his feet and slammed into the wall. A trickle of blood was coming from his hair. Oopsie! I'm fairly certain that in the movie, only Harry does that. Only Harry performs that spell. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Also, that this is just random thought came to my mind. Once I finish my second reread of Harry Potter, we should do a Harry Potter marathon, binge movie marathon, basically. Oh. Where we should make Harry Potter treats and snacks to eat <gasps> when we watch the movies. Um, genius thought, genius. No I got an idea. Ever thought of this before. We could pour Dr. Pepper into cups and then just put slap a label on them that says butterbeer. <laughs> okay. Dr. Pepper is the most superior soda. Yes. So, uh, um, you know, I just came up with this totally original idea. No one's ever done this before. So you guys are willing to take my idea. I give it to you guys. If you want to do a movie marathon with Harry you know, Potter I would cop. I would copyright it, but I'm such an amazing podcast maker that yeah, I'm going to give back to the fans. <laughs> I'm just going to let you guys take this idea. <laughs> I love doing Harry Potter movie marathons. It's super fun. Unless you have something to do over the weekend, because normally we do. Mm-hmm. We have stuff that, like, keeps us from continuously watching movies which kind of sucks but okay so um yeah. but i guess start on a friday i would say start right after school right after your your last hogwarts transfiguration class on a friday right and then you get you get those you start with fantastic beasts you get both movies done on friday and then you do and then you start harry potter on saturday morning with with sorcerer stone you start that at like 6 a.m right and then you move on to all the other films and then you're going to end up finishing the day on, like, maybe four, maybe the middle of five, possibly. And then the next day you pick up wherever you left off, ending with eight. Hopefully sometime around You have this all planned out, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do. And then you have really, you just, you, like Vaughn said, you pour soda. In, unless you like butterbeer. In that case, make a butterbeer. Or you could just get cream soda. That's what you know. That's true. Does. That's true. If you don't like butterbeer, get any kind of soda. Um, put it in a cup, put a butterbeer label on it. I put really sour cream out. on top. Sour cream. That's disgusting. <laughs> it mimics the, uh, the, the foam? <laughs> it, it, the it, foam vine? Yes. Or, or you can, or you could just get, you could, you could get. I would say put whipped cream on the top, but even that's disgusting. Or, in order to make your butterbeer, uh, you could, um, you could get some butter and dignity. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so CDC did another sketch, and, like, they're talking. It's, like, a thing where they just talk, and they're, like, in the costumes of, like, Harry Potter characters. And they said, like, the the ingredients is, um, butter, pride, uh, butter, and dignity. (laughs) And they're, like, they're, like, if you just left some butter on the ground during a snowstorm and you went out, you would have butter. You have this. Yeah, so I would say do that. Maybe do some chocolate frogs, which aren't hard. Just get like a chocolate frog. Get like a chocolate bar like, and, and carefully chisel the chocolate <laughs> Carefully frog chisel the chocolate frog. Pumpkin pasties, super good. They basically taste like pumpkin pie, so I super recommend those. What else? Birdie bots, um, always good. You can get those on Amazon. Mm. You know, any Harry Potter snack you want. So there you go. Have fun on your marathon. You know, maybe maybe cosplay. Maybe mm-hmm. decorate your living room to make a nice Harry Potter-esque environment. Environmente. And tell us how it goes. Because mm-hmm. we would like to know. That was kind of a long, um, I guess, uh, off-topicness. Yeah. So, um, Hermione was whispering that they attacked a teacher. And Black bent down and untied Lupin. Lupin sat up and rubbed his arms. Lupin thanked Harry and he said that he still didn't believe them. Lupin said that it was time for some proof then. I think it's time for some proof then, Harry. Mm. 
time to uh, turn this rat into a human. <laughs> Black, Black asked Ron for Scabbers, and Ron said that there are millions of rats. So how was he sure that Scabbers was Pettigrew? Lupin said that that was a fair question, and Sirius held up the Daily Prophet, where Ron and his family were in Egypt, and Scabbers was on Ron's shoulder. That is so lucky that he, because he says he got it from Fudge, right? That is so lucky that Fudge happened to visit him on the day that the Daily Prophet had just come out with something that had Scabbers on the front cover of the paper. Huh. Like, the extreme luck that that took is just insane. And the fact that Black literally didn't think of turning into a dog before and swimming to the mainland was, is just insane to me. But I guess this was like reassurance. This gave him the energy that he needed to, to Well, realize. I describe it in my notes. You do? Oh, yeah. okay. That's good. That's good. I was like, this isn't in my notes, so it doesn't happen, therefore. Uh, yeah. So Black said, uh, yeah, so Black said that he got the picture from Fudge. And when he came to inspect Azkaban last year, Lupin noticed that the front toe on Scabbers was missing. Black explained this just before he trans that just before Pettigrew had transformed, he had blown apart the street with his wand and cut off his finger. I think this is utter pure and utter genius. Yeah. Also, here's a here's a food for thought. Well, actually, it doesn't. But okay, this is a what if scenario. What if when Peter had cut off his finger? And then been transformed. What if his decapitated finger also transformed into a rat finger? So there's <gasps> there's simply a rat finger on the ground. I know this doesn't happen, but what if hypothetically it did? Would that not be cool? Everything just transforms. No matter what, even if it's not literally a part of you. What it if it's decayed? Ew. That's kind of gross. Not interested in thinking about a decayed rat finger. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so Ron said that Scabbers was only looking sick because of Crookshanks. He was mad. Black said that Crookshanks was the most intelligent of his kind because he recognized <laughs> Crookshanks was the most intelligent of his kind because he was because he recognized Scabbers for who he was right away. Crookshanks five thousand IQ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crookshanks is cute. I love cats, okay? I don't have a cat, so I guess it's easy for me to be like, I love cats. I don't, I don't really like cats. I don't but love I can cats. But I understand why people like cats. Yeah, especially, like, if you have a house, if you live in a house with, like, a backyard, then it's easier to get a dog because you have a whole space for them to play. But if you live somewhere where you can't have somewhere for a dog to play, then you get a cat. And that's that's why so many people have yeah. cats, probably. I would probably get a cat when I'm older. I don't really, if I, if, when I'm older, I wouldn't want to get a cat, because, like, it, okay. it's going to get away. It's going to get that's out. That's true. Yeah, that's true. It's going to somehow um, get exit your yard at some point, but there's no telling if it's going to mm-hmm. come back or not. If you were going to, and I don't want to deal with that. If you were going to get a pet and name it after a Harry Potter character, what Harry Potter character would you name it after? I would get a dog, and I would name it, I would, Dobby. You would get a dog, name. okay. If I'm naming anything Dobby, I'm naming a hairless but I'd cat get, I bet Dobby. I'd get, a, like, a dog that's, like, smaller uh-huh. size. With the big ears. Like, um, sort of like a, like a dog, sort of like the size of a basset hound and, a basset hound and smaller. Yeah. My mom, or our mom, says that, because we have a basset hound, and she's undersized. Our basset hound is not, is not overweight. It's not, she doesn't 
She's not. Are you going to say what I'm thinking? She looks, like, she looks like a puppy still. She's one years old. She looks like a puppy. But our mom says that she looks like Dobby and that we should have named her Dobby because she looks like Dobby. Because she does this thing where she literally sits on her butt with her legs out. It's it's pretty insane, but it's cool. And yeah, so if we had named her her Dobby, it would have been pretty cool. Or Winky. Winky would have been cute. I would name my dog not Cedric. I would name it Teddy. Like after Teddy Lupin. Hmm. Yeah, I think that would be really cute cute name for a dog. If I didn't have to name my dog after a uh uh, after uh, Harry Potter, I would name it Toby. Why? Because it's a cute name. Oh, okay. You know, I'm sure there's probably a Toby in Harry Potter. You could be like, that extra in Prisoner of Azkaban <laughs> was named Toby. So, therefore, my dog is a Harry Potter character and my dog is in Gryffindor House. No, I shall name my dog Kingsley Shacklebolt. Yep, that would be a cute. Kingsley would be a cute dog name. Kingsley. Not gonna lie, though. You could just have him wear a crown all the time. God save the Kingsley. God save the Kingsley. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's what, that's what you would say whenever he enters a room. So, Ron said, um, already said that. Yeah, so Black said that Crookshanks had helped him by bringing him the passwords to Gryffindor Tower, and Scabbers had tried to fake his own death a second time by leaving blood on Ron's sheets. Goodness gracious. Lupin said that Harry thought that Sirius had betrayed his parents, and Peter tracked him down, but it was the other way around. Harry yelled that this wasn't true because Sirius had been their secret keeper and had revealed their secret to Voldemort. <gasps> Harry's, like, slowly crying while he's saying this. I, it's, it's like, it's bad to make fun of Harry in this situation because he only knows what he's been told mm-hmm. by, in the entire world, because they all think, you know, Sirius did it, but it's, it's just kind of funny how frustrated he is. Yeah. Yeah, so Sirius said that he may as well have done that because he had told James and Lily to use Peter because Voldemort wouldn't have expected that. I, I find it strange that Harry is like, and he's like extremely upset about these things, mm. and I can somewhat understand that. But he only knew his parents when he was like a baby. Yeah, he shouldn't have like this much of a connection with them. Yeah, I mean, I he still barely think, knew them. I still think he respects them, and you know, I can all he's somewhat been, understand at this it. point. All he knows about his parents are the good things, and you're not, you're not when you don't know who your parents are. At least this is how I would see it: is I wouldn't be caring about. The bad things, it's like, I had parents that did some great things that are dead because of what Voldemort did. Yeah. So I'm going to try to basically avenge them. And I think that's what Harry's trying to, you know, think, Mm. basically, is that he does he's not going to let anyone disrespect his parents. Because by disrespecting them, they're taking away from Harry's view of his parents, Mm -hmm. you know. Same with, like, that's why I think Harry hates it when Snape says bad things about his dad. It's um, like, my I'd put my dad in this light, because I didn't know him, and I didn't know the bad things that he ever did, even though James didn't do that bad of things. So Snape saying stuff like him, he is arrogant, that makes it uh, worse for Harry. So, um, Lupin said that that was enough, and the only way to settle this was for Ron to give him scabbers, because it wouldn't hurt him if it really was a rat. He held out scabbers for Lupin. Lupin and Sirius both pointed their wands at scabbers, and on the count of three, there was a blue-white flash. The rat fell, hit the floor, there was another light, and then there was a man cringing and wringing his hands. He's cr- cringing. This a, part makes really me so YouTube uncomfortable. Video. He's really gross. Oh, like, goodness. he's just a really gross person looking and acting. 
So he looked like the human version of a rat. His voice was squeaking when he said, Sirius, Remus, my friends, my old friends. Lupin told him that they were having a bit of a conversation about what happened the night that Lily and James died. Peter said that Sirius had tried to kill him and was going to try again. Lupin said that that no one was going to try to kill him before they sorted a few things out. Mm. So, like, Peter, you know, we're not going to kill you right now. You tell us a few things, then we kill you. Yes. So, last note for me, Peter said that he knew Sirius would come back for him, and Lupin asked how he knew that if nobody had ever escaped from Azkaban before. Pettigrew said that the Dark Lord must have taught Sirius all sorts of magic because he was able to escape Azkaban. Sirius laughed and said that he didn't teach him any. Uh, He said that Peter uh, hasn't been hiding for all these years from Sirius. He's been hiding from Voldemort's supporters. That's really interesting. Because I thought, thought, like, I needed that because I totally forgot. I thought he was hiding from Sirius. Yeah, and the reason he's been hiding from the supporters is because he told Voldemort where the Potters were. And that's where Voldemort met his demise. Yeah, which is, you know, it's really... I always feel bad for Peter. I've said this before. I don't feel bad for Peter. I feel bad for Peter because I think that throughout his whole life, he's been treated as something that... Because he's not... He's been treated as someone like Neville. He's been, he uh-huh. he is the Neville that didn't make the right choices. He's like I've been even though I have great friends, I've always been treated as someone who's less than them mm-hmm. and always needs their help to do things and isn't really good at anything. And so when you get this chance where it's like to I mean obviously I wouldn't make this decision. I'm not saying anyone should, but he's the kind of person where if he gets a chance to finally be recognized because his friends are always put above him, if he's going to get the chance to be recognized, mm-hmm. he's going to take it. And so, maybe he didn't know what he was getting into, and then he got stuck in this situation that he couldn't get out of. There was no easy way out, and his friends were never going to forgive him. Yeah. So, he now he's stuck, and I feel bad for him, because even if he wanted to get out, there was no way to. Mm-hmm. Peter asked Lupin if he believed in any of this nonsense, and Lupin asked why an innocent man would spend 12 years as a rat. And Peter said that he was scared, and that the only reason that he was being hunted was because he put their best spy in prison, Sirius Black. Black said that he was never a spy, and it was Peter. Black said that Peter only used Sirius, James, and Lupin for protection, and that James and Lily made Peter the secret keeper because he suggested I would have made James the secret keeper. I know. Or what I would have done is I would have made... I guess they had to make it someone they trusted, and they trusted Peter and because Sirius. Because if, if they made James the secret Peter, then they couldn't, then they they couldn't find they couldn't find him. Then I would have put, I would have made Alice or Frank Longbottom the secret keeper. Although I don't know if they were sane at this point in time, but I would have made them the secret keeper, or I made would have made someone else who was kind of inconspicuous, like McGonagall. You know, or Dumbledore. Yeah, and clearly Alice and Frank pa- and uh, Frank uh, Longbottom are, don't give away things. Because they were, they were tortured to insanity yeah, for not revealing things. Exactly. Uh, so they would have been trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Um, Voldemort think, uh, would think that the Keeper would be black, but it would be Pettigrew. But Peter was working for Voldemort. Peter's eyes started frantically moving towards the door and window. Hermione asked why Peter didn't try to hurt Harry until now, and Sirius responded that Peter only does things that have something in it for him, and when he knew that he could bring back his old protector, he was going to help him. 
Hermione asked how Sirius got out of Azkaban if he didn't use dark magic, and Sirius said that he knew that he didn't do anything wrong and it helped him keep him sane. Which, like, I feel like other people at this point would have been able to keep sane. Like, why is Sirius the very first person to escape from Azkaban? That seems weird to me. Well, because he was an animagus, and he knew he didn't do anything wrong. Oh, that's the only one that didn't do anything wrong. That's true. He used his dog form to exit the cell, and in dog form, the Dementors sensed his emotions as less complex. So they didn't. So they didn't think it was a prisoner. He escaped because he knew that Peter was at Hogwarts and that he would try to bring Harry to the Dark Lords, who came to Hogwarts to stop Peter. He slipped past the guards as a dog, and when they came to feed him, and um, he slipped between the bars and swam back to the mainland and hid in the Forbidden Forest, except for watching Harry's Quidditch. What do you think he ate? I would think maybe, like, rats in the forest, you know, stuff like that. Are there pomegranates in the... I I very much doubt that there are pomegranates in the Forbidden Forest. I would probably just, like, greenery and stuff like that. Because dogs eat grass. Uh, Sirius asked if Harry believed him, and he nodded. Peter collapsed, begging for Sirius and Lupin to believe him, but Sirius rejected him, and uh, Lupin did too. Yeah, Peter's so weird in this chapter. Uh, Sirius and Lupin forgave each other for believing that they were the spy and agreed to kill Peter. Peter begs Ron and Hermione, but they both back away. Oh my gosh, in the movie, and, and, when he's, like, going up and grabbing their robes or whatever he's yeah. doing, it's so weird to me. Yeah, and, like, Ron's like, I let you sleep in my bed! Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, he turns to Harry, but before Harry could respond, Black intruded and yelled at Peter. Peter said that he had no choice and that he had to. Black said that he should have died then because he would have died for Peter. Yeah, that's been, probably true. Even yeah. though Peter wasn't the superior in the group, Black's like, you were my friend, I would have died for you, but you killed James and Lily, so yeah, you're, yeah. you're gone. Black and Lupin raised their wands to kill him, but Harry told them to stop and said that the Dementors could have had him. Peter thanked Harry, and Harry said that he only did it to stop his father's friends become, from becoming killers. They tied up Peter, gave Ron up bandages for his legs, and left with Peter chained to Ron and Lupin. Last sentence, yay! Crookshanks leapt lightly off the bed and led the way out of the room. His bottle brush tail held jauntily high. Alright, time for movie gifts. We've gotten, this has been a long chapter section. We're already at 26 minutes. Goodness. Yeah, yeah. So at around 1 hour and 30 minutes, when Harry uses Expelliarmus on Snape, Snape goes flying into a poster bed, which crashes down around him. In a later shot, the bed is again intact, with Snape lying on it, <laughs> unconscious. That's funny. That's at, actually funny. At around 1 hour and 35 minutes, when Peter Pettigrew is forced back into human form, he is, he is fully dressed. Yet later, when he excess, ex, uh, exit, escapes by changing to a rat, his clothes remained, remain behind, untransformed. Mm, nice, nice, nice. At around 1 hour and 30 minutes, when Harry attacks Snape, the Expelliarmus spell seems to act like a stupefy spell, established as distinct earlier in the movie. The the difference between those two spells is a heavily debated matter. It can be found in the book that both Ron and Hermione were supposed to have attacked Snape with Expelliarmus as well, which caused him to be blown backwards and knocked out. As neither Ron nor Hermione actually did attack him in the movie, this is an incorrect chain of events. I didn't bring this up earlier because I knew that this was going to be in the movie gifts, but I think that the movie was just like, we got to cut off as much time as possible. Uh-huh. So having Ron, I guess it would have been dumb that they didn't have Ron and Hermione say it too in the movies, but maybe just someone didn't catch it. Because they could have easily do- done it. Yeah, maybe someone just didn't catch it and they were just like, you know, it doesn't really It'd take matter. like half a second. 
which I guess if you have only seen the movies, then it's going to be a little bit confusing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to move on to our new section. Hogsmeade Journal time. Yay. Yay! Okay, so, is, so in the new, we only have one, basically. In the new Harry Potter store that is opening up, there is going to be a butterbeer <gasps> bar. Is it just going to be cream soda? Mm, I mean, that's what butterbeer is on, so I would assume that yes. Hmm. But basically, they're going to have three different types of, of butterbeer. They're going to have a bottle option, which is going to be vegan. So if you're vegan, you can get that option. Okay. So it doesn't use, obviously, dairy. Um, yeah, so that's the bottled on-the-go option. Then they have a kind where it has, like, the foam in it, and it's, like, the classic, Ooh. and you get it in a nice cup. I think I want to get that. But you have to pay for the cup, so I assume that it's going to be Oh, more- you buy so the cup? So basically, essentially, you get a plastic cup. I, I would assume that you get a plastic cup if you don't pay extra, but if you pay extra, you get, like, a tankard. Hmm. And then they're going to have the third option, which is butterbeer ice cream. And they're going to have a drive through window, too. So you can literally drive into the drive through and get your bottled butterbeer wow. to go. Which is really cool. Really cool. Yeah. Uh, we don't live in New York. We live in California. So this is going to be difficult for us to go see. Of course. Maybe one day when we go to New York City. Or hopefully they open one up in California. But guys, if you go to New York City, if you live in New York, go visit for us, and you can just tell us all about it, you know? That would be super cool. That would be really cool. Yeah. And then we, and then you could tell us about it, and Uh we'll talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So, also, for the new Harry Potter show, I just want to talk about it for a second. I, I really want it to be about the Muppets. Like, terribly want it to be about the Muppets. Huh. I, I mean, I do. It's just, like, the Marauders deserve their own story. I think they do, because they they all, spoilers, remember, this is a, mm-hmm. a analysis, they all end up dying. Yeah. And I think I think that they went through so much during, oh my gosh, not the, that was, like, a sudden realization. They all died. They I know. They all died. All of them. Literally, there's four Serious in number five. They all went to Hogwarts. in number seven. James, James before the terrible. books, and Peter in number seven. This is terrible. I just, the, the realization of them all dying just hit me. All of them. They all died. That hit me this, this, this episode. That is terrible. chapter notes. This is so terrible. <laughs> this is terrible. No, Remus isn't going to die in this analysis. We're doing part three next week. Don't oh, worry. Goodness. You don't need to cry yet. <laughs> I'm not going to cry. And not until the fifth book, probably. <laughs> or maybe the fourth book. I don't know. I'm not crying. You are. <laughs> okay, so, I don't know. I think that I want to see, like, a... I don't know. I just want to see, like, them at Hogwarts. They're going to uh, be so cool. It's going to be, like, a teenage dramedy, but but with Hogwarts. Dramedy? Like, a drama comedy. Huh. It's going to be a dramedy for teenagers at Hogwarts. It's going to be so cool if it if it is that way. I want it to be that way because otherwise i'll be extremely upset so therefore it has to cater to um, me and only me and be about the marauders definitely yeah. it's only for me so if it's not about the marauders i don't know what i'll do probably cry probably what do you think it's going to be if it's not about the marauders a reboot of the original oh, series oh my goodness gracious which it can't be because daniel radcliffe is not is not over his face is still the face even if even if he, if we do get a new Harry Potter, I'm never gonna look at pictures of him. If they do and, a reboot, I'm, I'm probably wallpaper. not gonna watch it. 
Um, it's like just no, no, no. I, cer- I certainly will watch it. It's our we host Harry Potter podcast. It is our okay. Well, it is our job. It is our. I'll duty. consider watching it, but but I'm just gonna be annoyed if they make it a reboot because we already have these amazing movies. Yeah, I mean, it's if, just like if they do a reboot, exactly. it's probably gonna ruin it. Yeah, so I'm just I'm sad about that, but like that i'm sad that it might be that but i'm hoping that it's not and that maybe we'll get a good Uh. a good tv show all right so let's move on to our analysis today we're going to be talking about remus lupin part two hopefully you guys were able to listen to part one from last week so for a quick recap just so that you guys remember last week we talked about remus's parents how and why he got bitten and then also why he was invited to attend hogwarts which Mm. he was invited by dumbledore because dumbledore was like he was the new headmaster he's like I don't see any reason why Remus cannot come to Hogwarts. So, Remus was sorted into Gryffindor and quickly made friends with James Potter and Sirius Black. Which, great friends, yeah. let me just say. Even though they're kind of bullies, you know, sometimes. Gotta forgive that sometimes. And and just be friends with the bullies. I'm kidding. <laughs> don't be friends with bullies. But, I think he made some good friends. And I don't think I don't think Sirius and James were bullies. They, I mean, sure, mm. they taunted Snape on a daily Remi- basis. Remus and Du Bois. <laughs> <laughs> Remus and Du Bois. <laughs> okay, then. Okay. <laughs> we can call Remus and Co. or Remus and Du Bois. It's Remus and Du Bois. We should make a t-shirt. We should sell a t-shirt that just says Remus and Du Bois. Or James and Du Bois. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I like and Harry po- And Harry I Potter like- font. I like Remus better. Remus and the boys. <laughs> or we could sell we could sell one that says Remus and the boys, James and the boys, Sirius and the boys, and Peter and the boys. And then if you have a friend group that has four four people in it, <laughs> you, you just you, everyone gets one of those shirts. And then, <laughs> and then you are the boys. Even du boys. if you're not all boys. If you even if you're not all boys. <laughs> I would still wear one of those short shirts. That would be hilarious. Yeah, Dumbledore so. and the seniors. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the seniors. Dumbledore and the seniors? Yeah, with a Z. Zeniors. What is a senior? Senior? I don't understand. Dumbledore and the seniors. I don't understand what that is. Senior so citizens. Oh, the seniors? <laughs> okay. Seniors. Or the seniors with a Z. Seniors. Or seniors. Yeah, possibly. I guess it could go with <laughs> too good <laughs> dumbledore and the senior <laughs> and and the seniors okay <laughs> yeah so remus was kind to peter and with some hesitance from james and sirius was invited into their group remus had the biggest conscience of the group and did not approve of their constant bowling of severus snape he loved his friends too much to stand up to them he was too he was too he loved them too much to stand up to the boys <laughs> The boys were too powerful. <laughs> he loved the boys too much. <laughs> now all we're gonna say is the boys. It's not the Marauders anymore. It's the boys. It's the boys. The boys map. It's not the Marauders map anymore. Rebranding the boys interested in a shirt like that because we will totally do it that'd be too good Remus and the boys okay on to the next note you guys are probably getting tired of this bit 
Okay. Because they were so close, the rest of the group were curious as to where Remus disappeared to each month. Every time, he would come up with a lie to explain it. James and Sirius figured out the truth in their second year. Um, <laughs> uh, Remus was scared that they wouldn't want to be friends with him anymore, but they decided to become anime guy to help him in his transformation. That's so, that's so cool of them. It's so like, nice. Like, I would do that for my friends, but it's so, it's so cool, and I think it probably helps a lot with Remus's self-confidence, like, they don't like, they're not gonna like me if I tell them, but then when he does tell them, they love him still. They're still his best friend. Wow. They, the boys, they still care about The Raymond. boys stick together. <laughs> <sighs> they nicked him, named him Mooney, and- they nicked him. <laughs> they nicknamed him Mooney, and he finished his school years as a prefect. After the four of them left school, Voldemort had almost reached his full power, and they all decided to join the Order of the Phoenix. It was one of the most traumatic experiences of Remus's life when James and Lily died because they were his closest friends, which I would be terrified if one of my best yeah. friends died. I mean, if one of the boys died, that that's terrible for the other boys. <laughs> okay, I'm actually getting tired of this bit, too, and I'm not joking about it. I'm sorry, dear listeners. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the boys are breaking up. <laughs> the band is over. One, one direct, four directions is ending. The band is up. <laughs> four directions is now three directions. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, within 24 hours of this, he received news that his other his other two best friends had died, having one killed the other and an ass That's band. terrible! One of your friends is so nice and pure, and then, then one is killed and one is an ass band, and, and one is dead. So you have two dead, one an ass band. Mm. And that, that's terrible. That's so terrible. He has no one. He literally has no one. Yeah. So, after Voldemort was defeated, Remus was very lonely and depressed because he had lost everyone that he cared about. His mother was dead, and Remus almost never visited his, fa- his father because he didn't want to endanger him. But his father did like it when he visited, mm-hmm. just to make that clear. His father loves Remus. He, his father loves the boy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the boy. <laughs> but Remus doesn't want to endanger his father. He began to travel a lot and leave jobs frequently because he didn't want his co-workers to grow suspicious of his monthly absences. The discovery of the Wolfsbane Potion in the wizarding community gave Remus hope. It allowed him to, to keep his mind during transformation so that he could become a normal and sleepy wolf. A sleepy wolf. A sleepy wolf. He's a sleepy boy. Okay. The ingredients for the potion. boys <laughs> The ingredients for the potion and a sample of the potion itself were very expensive. And if he was able to pay for it, Loop, uh, Remus wouldn't risk letting anyone know about his affliction. So he continued being lonely without the Wolfsbane. Albus Dumbledore changed Remus's life when he tracked him down to a small village and offered him the post of Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. He was hesitant at first, but when Dumbledore offered him an endless supply of Wolfsbane potion, Remus agreed. It's like, I'm not going to take that job, but I mean, Dumbledore, if you offer me an endless supply of chocolate frogs... I might be inclined to <laughs> I might just take it. That would be my one condition. I'd be like, if, if if someone came to me for a job, like, asking me to work for them because I'm so, I'm so amazing. Right? I, I don't require I say, a paycheck. I, I just require candy. No, I say I, I require a paycheck, but every single day when I get into work, I want to find a Hershey's bar on my desk or I will quit. 
and I will never come back. Every I will leave a bad single day. <laughs> I will leave a one star review. Day. And every single day I leave my desk and then I come back and I will fire her to bottom of this. They're not gonna hire you if you do that. (laughs) (laughs) Remus was a gifted teacher because he had a connection with the students and was drawn to helping uh, out the underdogs, like Harry and Neville. Which I was, I put underdogs in parentheses or in quotation marks because is Harry really an underdog? Harry is not an underdog. Harry is an overdog. Harry is the 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 pack master, the uh, the alpha. Harry is the alpha. The dogs. (laughs) Stop. No. No, no. It just doesn't work the same. The boys is better. When he heard about Sirius having escaped from Azkaban, he was suspicious of how he had been able to do it, but he was too afraid to admit to Dumbledore how they had broken the, the rules in school. He had also had a strong desire to be liked, just like when he was in school, and didn't want to ruin that for himself. Mm-hmm. When Remus accidentally transformed on Hogwarts grounds, Snape made sure that everyone knew what he really was. Remus felt like he had to leave the school for the safety of everyone to ensure that nothing like that would happen again. Yeah, so that is the end of our part two of our Remus analysis. I love doing the Remus Lupin analysis because I knew all this information because, like I said, I was obsessed with Remus Uh. and I read this whole entire article for fun, which I recommend just doing that. Or maybe don't, because we might cover the article at some point. Or maybe don't. Or maybe don't. But I thought it was really fun to read about him, because I didn't know any of this history. And it was really fun to read about. So, um, it's really cool that you guys are going to get to hear this from us, and really just learn this stuff with with us, basically. Uh Because, Vaughn, you didn't know any of this history, right? I didn't know. And it's really, part three is probably the most interesting, because you get a lot of the stuff where it's like, this is what Remus did after this event that you well, didn't get to I see. Well, I mean, in this, in this analysis, uh, analysis, I knew all of this. Okay, yeah. I mean, I did, I did too. Not, not even from just having read it. Like it was just I, common I did, sense. I didn't you know. know that, I, I didn't guess. know about part one though. I didn't part, know like about part most three. Of part, one. part three is my favorite. But I part knew that is, he was been by Fenrir Greyback. Part three is certainly gonna be my favorite. Part part one's my second, and then part two is like, um, man, I knew this stuff kind yeah. of. And most of you guys probably did too. But nonetheless, still a really fun analysis to do. Maybe, I don't know yet, I don't know, but maybe we'll do one of those fake theories where it's like, Fenrir Greyback is uh, the real chosen one, or <laughs> something absurd like that. If you guys have ideas for an absurd theory that you want us to stick Why to. the fat lady is really serious black. Mm-hmm. If you have, like, any good ideas for, like, and, like, reasons that you know that could help us back, back it up, let us know, because we would love your input and ideas. We... We'd love to hear from you guys. Why, like, de- just... why dementors are secretly horcruxes? Yeah, I mean it would just it would just help us out so much to hear from you guys. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So going along with that, you can email us at insidehogwartspod at gmail.com. Let us know any of your thoughts on what we talked about, and it if would just on... we would just yeah. appreciate hearing from you guys. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure to leave us a review and rating. so we can yeah, and we're rating to see um to help our podcast grow. Yeah, and help more people find it. Yeah, I always read reviews. It helps me a lot to figure out what's a good podcast and what. Yeah, I only really listen to the ones with good ratings. Check out our website insidehogwarts.com. You, we post all of our episodes there, and we have like tags on the episodes. So if you're like, oh, I really love Remus Lupin, click on his tag, and it'll take you to all the episodes that have Remus Lupin in it. And we'll t- we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check back every Tuesday for another episode of Inside Hogwarts. 